from the historic river market in downtown Kansas City, Missouri, from the crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it's Two Douchebags and a Microphone Podcast. And now it's time for the Daily Douchebag Pledge. Two Douchebags and a Microphone Pledge. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to download every show. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to grab family members' phones and download the show from there. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to go to public computers and download the show from there. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to laugh at all the unfunny jokes. I, Joe, or Jane Listener, hereby promise to lie to all my friends and tell them how good the show is. And finally, I, Joe, or Jane Listener, promise to visit Montrose, Missouri to take advantage of the power plant, campgrounds, and junkyard all within its quarter-mile radius. Attention, attention. Two douchebags and a microphone did not invent Dummy Down of America. We just expressed it. Carry on. And now, Deep Thoughts with Mark. So, if I have a glass of ice water, and the ice melts into the water, is my water then watered down? Hmm. I may never know. This is Two Douchebags and Microphone. I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. So, Rob, you had your first day back at work after how long of a hiatus did you have? Two and a half weeks. Oh, wow. That's a pretty good little hiatus. Good? Yeah. How was that first 100-pound piece of metal you lifted? Did it feel good or not? The first one did, but I don't know, man. They're getting heavier. Uh, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. I'll tell you what, now that but I don't especially do... Especially when you've been off for a while, you know? Your mm-hmm. muscles ain't used to it no more. you got to get into it again. Yeah, yeah, you do. Um, I don't know if I could do what I used to do now. I don't think I could. It's not that I'm, like, out of shape or nothing, because I still get plenty of uh, running in on my job now. But um, I just don't think I could do that heavy work anymore. I, I, I hear what you're saying, Rob. It catches up with you. Um, so yeah, the older you get, yeah, yeah. So, you know, speaking of getting older, you know, um, I, I don't know if you knew this or not. I was a huge Deep Purple fan, still am. Okay, yeah, and yeah, for, me too. for like I don't know 30 years now or something, for a long yeah. time, Steve Morris has been their guitarist. You know, Richie right. Blackmore left, and then uh, they never got him back, and he went his own way, and they went their way. Steve Morse has been there probably 30 years, and a couple of years ago, about a year and a half ago, he stepped down. And um, nobody really knew why. I scoured the internet going, what happened? Did they have a spat or something? They've been together so long, you know, I couldn't imagine it would be something like that, and it wasn't. And I was like, well, he didn't say anything about retiring, because mo- most of the times, you know, that type of a situation, like, you know, I just don't want to tour anymore, um, you know. I'm semi-retired or I'm done with music or whatever, but he didn't really say much of anything. So, finally, we know what happened. Steve Morse, formerly of Deep Purple, the Dixie Dreads, and Kansas, just to name a few, Morse has been a premier guitar player for years, known for his unique picking style. It helped lead to his ability to be ultra-fast and precise with his very own sound. 
and he is a very good guitarist. It's odd how he, like, never comes up in guitarist's name, so, you know, you always hear about Steve Vai, Satriani, uh, um, Nuno Betancourt, Zach Wilde, which are all great guitarists, Eddie Van Halen, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But he is a virtuoso, too. He can play fast. He can do all that stuff. He can do finger tapping. He's a very good guitarist. But um, anyhow, he, he is one of the upper echelon of guitars. A few years back, he stepped out of Deep Purple. I never really found an explanation until now. Seems that Steve has bone arthritis, which makes it very painful for him to play, and worse yet, his picking style added tremendously to the pain. Uh, what he did was, it's called a picking mute, where he muted it out while he picked, and uh, anyhow, it's you have to see it done, because even I, you know, I, I can't really explain it to you, because I'm not that great of a musician, so somehow by him muting it on one side and then picking on the other, he came up with this sound that works very well. Steve hasn't been an active musician for a few years now, uh, so he has had time to develop a gadget that can uh, that he can put on the end of his guitar near his tuners. This allows him to do his picking mute style he had perfected. The gadget is simple, but appears to get the job done. When he goes to do the finger mute, he would have to bend his wrists in an odd angle, causing severe pain. Now his gadget he invented is easy to adjust. There isn't any uh, word on Morse, Morse and possible touring or new music. It's even not It's not known if he's ever going to be a part of Deep Purple again. You know, nothing. It's not known if he can still do a full show even with the new gadget. I think this invention is a step in the right direction. And it's good to know that, um, you know, that he doesn't want to retire. You know, I saw him in purple a couple of years ago, and he is still a brilliant player. Hopefully you have him around musically for many more, many more years. But the article didn't exactly, eh, you know what I mean? It didn't say, well, Morse is ready to go back on tour, or Morse can do a full show, or nothing like that. It just said that it helped alleviate some of the pain. So I don't know if he's talking about practicing or if he's talking about maybe playing a show here or there or if he's just talking about just being able to play at home. You know, they didn't really go into any of that. But if I see anything, I will let everybody know. But I thought that at least I have an answer about Steve Morse now. So, yeah, and I know you're a fan, too, of Steve Morse because. Yeah, 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 I am. Yeah, all the bands we mentioned, plus many more. He's been in numerous bands, and he's a really good guitarist. Like I said, he's been the guitarist of Deep Purple for probably 30 years. So, anyhow, um, he did many albums with him, too. So, um, in a related note, you know, um, Kiss's dressing room always smelled like burnt toast, according to people like opening bands, right? Did you ever Dude, hear that? I almost did that story last week. You should have done it because it's a great story. Well, do it, do it, do it. Okay. According to an article on Ultimate Class Rock magazine, former Night Ranger guitarist Jeff uh, Watson recalled his band's early tour dates with Kiss and explained why the headline acts' dressing rooms always smelled like burnt toast. As a result of the experience in early 1983 as one of the openers of Kiss, Creatures of the Night Road Trip, Watson said he uh, permanently connects the scent with that era. It was eye-opening, he wrote, in a social media post. Tanks on stage, big guns dropping, dripping with fog, waiting for showtime, flamethrowers, canisters with nozzles hanging from the massive lighting uh, trusses, dripping with uh, fog, religious uh, protesters in front of the shows with band-printed signs uh, re reading Kiss, Knights and Satan service, and shit like that. <laughs> Watson eventually discovered that the flammable liquid Gene Simmons was uh, gulping into the mouth before igniting uh, with a torch was very toxic. And if he mistakenly swallowed any, which, which did happen, the fastest remedy before getting medical attention is eating as much burnt toast as possible. It does something to help neutralize the uh, poison until uh, proper treatment, Watson said. So it seems that the smell of burnt toast in Kiss's dressing room was due to Gene Simmons' fire-breathing stunt. The smell of burnt toast was a result of the remedy of the toxic and flammable liquid that he uh, was you know, trying not to consume in his mouth 
before he spit it out onto a torch and then very famously blew fire. So, and I, I can't believe you didn't do that story, Rob. That was a great story. I never knew that. I mean, I was just like, yeah, wow. Well, it also went in to say that I forget who it was. Okay. Some, some woman would stand off to the side with a plate of toast in case he needed it. Oh, yeah, yeah. It She'd did go right there on, on the side stage. I probably should have went into that, but I thought that was a story that I might just cap off early because not everybody is a great, you know, a huge Kiss fan like right, we were. Right. So that's why I stopped that. But no, that was interesting that they did have a law enforcement person there with toast. And this law enforcement per person, it didn't say this, but the way I take it, was probably a paramedic. More than likely. Yeah, and he was probably there with his own vehicle. So if anything happened, he would administer the toast to Gene Simmons and then rush him to his car to get him to medical attention immediately. I, I would think, probably. Well, I'm sure there was an ambulance on site. It's a concert. Uh, yeah, it could have been an ambulance, too. I, I don't know. It depends on how they wanted to treat it. You know, if... if but he, yeah, I mean... If it was law enforcement... Gene then, Simmons would be over everybody when it comes to treatment, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm sure they already had a deal worked out that if this happens, you're going to this hospital, which is this yeah. far away, and, uh, and so-and-so is going to be there to uh, work on you or whatever. So, anyhow, interesting stuff. So... Uh, now, since then, I go into this. Jimmy Kimmel threatens to sue Aaron Rodgers over suggesting he might be a Jeffrey Epstein client. Did you hear about that, Rob? No, I have not heard about that. I'll tell you what. If someone said that shit about me, I would hunt them down and pop them right in the fucking mouth. I... I and I'm assuming Kimball is innocent, which I believe he is. I don't believe that he had anything to do with Epstein, and especially with his reaction to this. You know, Prince Andrew, when he was asked, I don't sweat, you know, when the girl said he was, like, lurking and sweating on her, and his reaction was, I don't sweat. Or you can do some of the other uh, people that have been all over that plane with Epstein uh, just not saying anything. But Kimball... I'm glad he fought back because uh, this is not something you want to be associated with. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers says he will pop some sort of bottle when the Epstein client list is released and suggests Jimmy Kimmel will be named. Rodgers said on a show, uh, it was a Pat McAfee podcast, I believe. There's a, and today they said, hey, they don't have anything to do with the comments. They didn't endorse them. He just said them on his podcast. You know what I mean? which is what he should have done. So, Pac McAfee, uh, good job. There's a lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't come out. I'll tell you what. If that list comes out, I will be popping some sort of bottle. And that was a direct quote on the Pat McAfee podcast from what I, what, from what I read, allegedly, and all that good shit. Kimmel's response on X, formerly Twitter, Dear asshole, for the record, I've not met, flown with, visited, or had any contact whatsoever with Epstein, nor will you find my name on any list other than the clearly phony nonsense that soft-brained wackos like yourself can't seem to distinguish from reality. Your reckless words put my family in danger. Keep it up and we will debate, debate the facts further in court. Bravo. And I don't like Jimmy Kimmel that well. Bravo, Jimmy Kimmel. Bravo. You don't let Dude, some... Aaron Rodgers was stirring up shit on that show. He he has been doing this for quite a while. He's the one that uh, stirring up shit, uh, trying to stir up was, shit with was, uh, was Kelsey. Show? Did you say that was Tuesday's show? Tuesday show, from what I understand. Okay. Well, here here's a story for you. Okay. Those who subscribe to the NFL script conspiracy have even more ammo now, thanks to something Aaron Rodgers pointed out while on the Pat McAfee show. They pay him. Rogers they should, pay him like a million dollars or something to come on that show, is what I read. So Rogers, go ahead. Go Rogers ahead. Throughout the idea that the NFL might be hinting at the Super Bowl teams with the logos over the last few years. 
On Tuesday, Rogers said he is eager to see the Super Bowl logo for next season, and he hopes it appears green as one of the main colors. <laughs> if the Super Bowl is Baltimore and San Fran, when I tell you what, that Super Bowl emblem better have some jet green in it, Rogers said. <laughs> it surprises so he's me. He's going on how they... He, He's going into what we've talked about. A lot of people are talking about. Well, I mean, okay. Topher brought this up. Super Bowls, the colors were in the emblem. Look at it. Go online and look at it. Uh, put Just type in Super Bowl emblem conspiracy. Yeah. And you'll get the last yep. three or four. The last four, I believe. Starting with the Chiefs in San Fran. The Cincinnati against the Rams. to uh, Oh, the Chiefs against Tampa. And then uh, yeah. the Chiefs against Philadelphia. They're all in there, and the color coordination is really close. Um, close enough to make people think and go, wait a minute, what's going on here? Now, Topher brought this up a long time ago on this podcast. And, um, you know, the NFL changed its description from a sport to entertainment. When you do yeah. that, you cannot be sued or held liable if someone finds out that it's all been scripted, so if you're betting on it, that's buyer beware. It's scripted, or it could be scripted. So I'm not saying it is scripted or not, but I, in my opinion, it's heavily influenced by the referees. It's what, and it that's is. and that's why you get these bullshit calls. Like I said, and, and well, you also have mentioned about betting now. Betting mm-hmm. is a big part of it nowadays. It's so big that they even start meshing it almost just in it. I mean, just out in the yeah. open. It used to be innuendos that, like Al Michaels would say, like, well, there goes everyone's interest in the game, or, you know, kind of like letting you know, like, well, they just blew the spread. Forget it, guys. Turn the TV off. Um, now he's just almost, and other ones are just almost just coming right out and going, well, there goes the spread, guys. You know? So, um, um, it, I mean, it looks to me, in my humble opinion, that the referees are influencing the games, and it looks to me like um, they're doing it on purpose. I could be completely wrong. This is completely my opinion only. You draw your own opinion. You you draw your own opinion. But going back to that Cowboys Detroit game and how that yeah. went down, the Chiefs game. And how that went down, the Chiefs build yeah. game when that when that went down, the Chiefs clearly scored with only a few seconds left. Right before that, Kadarius Tony had his foot down on the line. He looked over at the referee and he asked him, "Is my foot on the line?" The referee didn't the respond. Referee never responded. I would have done the same thing. Oh, okay, coast clear. And then. Yeah. The flag was thrown so late, like it was thought of. This is my opinion. It looked to me like it was thrown late, like he thought about it and said, wait a minute, okay, i got to stop this score. Throws a flag, ball comes back. You're talking about two people that never dogged the NFL, that's never said a bad word about the NFL, and that would be uh, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. They never yeah. say anything bad about the NFL. They knew that this was such bullshit that they immediately said some things about the NFL that wasn't really good. And they subsequently got fined, and I think it was $50,000 each. So that tells you the magnitude of this screw-up. But to me, I don't, in my opinion, I don't believe it's a screw-up. I think it's deliberate, and I think that the Cowboys game was deliberate too, in my opinion. Because I don't think that anyone with any type of brain power at all would be that stupid to, one, do it after they already reported being an eligible receiver, and two, after that, doubling down and saying they were right. If I was wrong, and I mean, I definitely wouldn't go with it. I'd be like, you know what, guys, I'm sorry. I, I saw it wrong. I forgot. I got, you know, I got I got messed up in the whole hoopla. Sorry I was wrong. And I would, you know, um, but you'd think... Since it took so long to figure it out that the referee could have went over there and said, you know what, guys, he did report to me. I'm sorry. 
let's go ahead, let's pick up that flag and go ahead and go with the game. They scored the two points. And that's what that dumbass referee could have done in Kansas City. He said, you know what? He asked me. I should not have thrown the flag. I messed up. So, it's either they're that fucking stupid and they're that inept or they're swaying the games. They're influencing the games. I'll tell you what. To me, I would never bet on a game because I, I'm that, to myself, my opinion, I'm that confident that they're influencing the games on purpose. So why would I vote on something that someone else has a complete controls to? So, anyhow. All right. Um, let's see. what we're, Oh, we are talking about Aaron Rodgers. Anyhow, I, I'm not a Jimmy Kimmel fan, but on this, bravo. You know what? You stand your ground on this. You don't want anyone saying that about you. If that's not true, that I I'll tell you what, I would I would throttle somebody within an inch of their life if they fucking went out and told people that I it, that I I did something like this or I was a part of something yeah, that, like this. That that is a low blow. Yeah. That is and, a low blow. and also his reaction wasn't like the um Prince Andrew reaction. I don't sweat. Uh, that's a bullshit re- that's a bullshit statement because of this. The first thing you say if someone accuses that is I did fucking not. Who the hell said that? Point him out. Bring him here. You don't go, oh, I couldn't be. I don't sweat. Yeah, no, no, no. That's, that's a non-answer. So, anyhow. Um, Rob, you got anything? Uh, yeah. Uh, I found out how Brian Cranston got his start. Um, you're talking about uh, um, uh, Breaking Bad, Brian Cranston? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And also Malcolm in the Middle, Brian Cranston? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love him. He's so versatile. Go ahead. Okay, everybody has to start somewhere. Even four-time Emmy Award-winning actors. Years before his breakout role on Malcolm in the Middle and his critically acclaimed portrayal of Walter White on Breaking Bad, which earned him those four Emmys, Brian Cranston was just looking for his big break. So in 1983, Cranston appeared as a spokesperson in a commercial for hemorrhoid ointment preparation H. <laughs> now you can now you can relieve inflamed hemorrhoid tissue with the option action of preparation H. A bespeckled Cranston said in the ad. At the time of the commercial, Cranston had already made an appearance as a guest star on beloved top comedy Chips and was set for a reoccurring role as Doug Donovan on Soap Opera Loving. I never even knew there was a soap opera named Loving, did you? Honestly, I've heard of it. And it's just recently in different articles I've read. Hmm. Okay. But I, I, you know, well, I never was into soap operas. I was a no, me, no, me neither. I mean, when I was a kid, I remember all my children because that's what my mom watched every day. But other than that, but that's yeah, all. he was into other commercials too. Um, Mars, Mars Candy, Prudential, Michelob, Good Season Salad Dressing. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that, but I love him. He was him. in the commercial. Didn't know. He's a he is fantastic. The 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 whole inception of Brian Cranston uh, being this mild mannered uh, chemist into this uh, outlaw that's trying to fund his chemotherapy is just in so insanely genius. You know when yeah. when when he shaves his head, he literally looks like a different person. And he acts like yeah, a different person. It, it is just like one of the biggest, uh, um, uh, what would you call it, transformations ever in in the history of TV. Uh, and it was just brilliant, brilliantly done by acting and uh, and writing. The writing was so solid too. So anyhow, that's cool. I like Brian Cranston. Big fan of his. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. I did too. Um, well, I guess we couldn't enter him in the Harry Asshole Olympics. He doesn't look that hairy. No, he don't. Okay. Well, we'll just bring your name up. Hey, um, let's just 
Let's like let's like have Brian Cramston in every one of them, and he goes out in the first round. Nah. Yeah, just for the hell of it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. We're gonna take our first break, and then we'll be right back, everybody. Thank you. Next up, things overheard in hell. Well, that new Hanson CD is just delightful. Uh-huh. The apocalypse just happened. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. But we can tell you what you can eat. Sheep sorrel and wood sorrel are salad variety greens, reminiscent of romaine types of lettuce, are both healthy and delicious, Vinegar and oil can be stored for a long period of time, so a post-apocalypse salad is possible. It can also be ground for a tasty spice as well. Oh, oh shit. shit. What's, What's that, that over there? there? Oh, oh no. no. It's, it's the island, island of horrible, horrible jokes. jokes. Why did the melons not get married? Because they can't elope. <laughs> Brick shit house energy drink. That's right. Brick shit house energy drink. Make that little girl. Chew off your balls. You want to fuck shit up? You want to go across America? Brick shit house is this for you. Please enjoy Brick Shithouse Energy Drink responsibly. It's not readily available anywhere because of liability issues. Continuing our quest here at Two Douchebags in a Microphone to be constantly funny, once again we offer you strange insults from an alien. everybody okay good 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 okay well that's going to be an odd little segment there but <laughs> yeah <laughs> um all right and i'm just going to leave it in there because there's no way to take it out really i mean it's just dubbed over another one but anyhow why not hey, it just proves we're human you know what um they're getting their we're money's worth we're not gods yep yep um, Ruth Ann is not answered. She, we may have lost her, Rob. We may have lost Ruth Ann from North Central Ohio. I tried. I can't believe that she's willing to hurt you to get to me. Some people. Um, you, um, do you know of Twin Peaks Restaurant, Rob? I heard of it. It's like a Hooters. You go in there, and uh, I think they're wearing like plaid uh, short skirts and bobby okay, socks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've yeah. been reading some art. Yeah. Okay, and they, they, you know, they like have wings and burgers and stuff. It's basically to me like an old man hangout. Hooters. Do what? Yeah. No, it was like Hooters. Yeah, it's a lot like Hooters. It was built on that type of a uh, off of that type of a uh, of a restaurant. And um, there's one in Independence, one in Olathe, and um, a couple other places. But, um, okay, social media is a buzz over a letter indicating a new tip refund policy will be implemented at Kansas City area Twin Peaks restaurants. The memo, which has been uh, uh, reshared on Facebook thousands of times, says processing fees will be deducted from credit card tips of area employees of the sports bars starting Monday. It says 2.5 will be deducted from Visa, Discover, and MasterCard tips, and 3.25 will be deducted from American Express tips. So they're taking it out of the waitress's end on the tips that they add. They're taking 3.25% three, uh, and 2.5% depending on the card. And then it, it was accompanied with this. We understand that the implementation may ri raise concerns, and we assure you that this decision was not made lightly. 
reads the letter, which appears to be written with the letterhead for franchise group 3B Lodge, owner of the Kansas City area Twin Peaks. 3B Lodge is run by Brent and Brad Stephen, who also own Twin Peaks locations in Wichita, which there's two of them. Neither 3B Lodge nor Twin Peaks responded to the Stars, which would be the Kansas City Stars, request for comment. And that's where the story came from, the Star. The Star communicated with servers who said a letter was given out, but they did not wish to be named for fear of losing employment. The letter was given to area employees on Wednesday, according to the information that's been circulating on social media. The Star was not able to obtain a copy of the letter as of Friday afternoon. So... Anyhow, so what they're saying is, is they're like, if we're going to process a tip for you, we're not paying the processing fee. But here's the wild card, Rob. Okay. Have you ever known anybody to segregate a tip, like paying cash and go, well, I'm going to pay my tip with a card, right? Yeah. It's all added together, right? Yeah. So... To me, what this company is saying is we're going to take and we're going to figure out how much of that 2.5, we're going to take 2.5. Let's say they get a, a $20 tip. They're going to just take 2.5 or 3.7 or whatever it is, whatever the numbers were, out of that because that's a processing fee. I, um, I, I don't like it, and here's why. If it, I don't was, if it was just a tip to where, let's see, a guy goes, okay, here's uh, 120 cash for me and my boys uh, for the food, and here's 30 on a card from me and the boys, then they could do it because all of that went straight to the person and none of it went to the restaurant, right? To me... Right. In my opinion, I think it's kind of shitty to do that. I don't think any other restaurant's doing that. Um, if you're that star for money, which I don't think they are, I've seen their prices. It's not like they're handing anybody special deals, in my opinion. Um, I don't... Uh, I, I think they do plenty well that they don't have to do this. And I, I think it reflects badly on the company, and it's going to help them not get people in the doors because of this. And that's what I think, at least. Uh, Rob, go ahead. Well, they're, they're going to have a hard time finding help. Especially now that this came out like this. Because, you know, a lot of, a lot of restaurants have went to putting the tip on the bill. Yes. There's a lot. Well, well, I got a great food. I still, leave, I still leave a few bucks on the table. That way I know they get something. So do I. You know? and, and I've got a great example, Rob. Before COVID, you went to the carryout section of any restaurant, right? It did no. not have a tip on there. It did not prompt you for a tip. No. But during COVID, because these people were in there in quotations, risking their life, making sure you can get food. Tips were not mandatory, but highly looked at favorably, right? Right. They're kind of like, you know, these people are in here working and uh, and guaranteeing that you get to sit at home and not get COVID. So how about if you slide them 15 20% like a regular waiter or waitress that, you know, if yeah. you had the ability to come in here, you'd be spending that much anyhow. So most people went along with it, right? And most yeah. people left money. Well, that never went away after COVID. So, um, you know. Uh, well, here, here's another problem I have with it. Okay. If this company is allowed to get away with it, mm -hmm. it's going to open the doors for everybody else and it's going to become a normal thing. Yes. And that's a great point, Rob, because I think that that's bullshit that it might be a regular thing in a couple of years. Because to me, that's yeah, just... because if, if they see this company's getting away with it, then everybody else is going to follow suit. And I've always said this, although I didn't follow it at my the previous employment, um, because they were definitely doing this, in my opinion. 
Once they start sticking their hand in your wallet, they have nothing left to offer you. Agreed? Right. Right. Yes. They, they need to be putting it in your wallet, not taking it out. Exactly. And in my opinion, my old place was doing that a little bit too much for my liking. Um, right. Um, the place I'm at now doesn't do that, and I'm very happy there. So, but anyhow, I'm not here to dog on the old place or nothing like that, you know. Um, everyone knows how I feel about him that's been listening to this program. But um, anyhow, I, I still live by that. I, I think that once a place starts reaching in your pocket, you're going to look for that forever. It's not going to end. They're going to keep doing it. And to me, this kind of seems what this might be a deal like that, in my opinion, is, is they're starting to reach into their pockets, and I don't think it ends there. So... Uh, That's what I'm saying. It could yeah. open the door for other companies to it, and then everybody gets screwed. Yeah, and then it's going to be norm, and then that's what I don't want it to be because, I mean, you know what? These people work their ass off for us, and I want them to get the money. Right. So, yeah. Anyhow, the corporation, in my opinion, charges enough. for lower wages than we do. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Because so Because they get tipped. Right. And that tip is figured in, they're figured in at 20% taxes. Right. They pay, they pay taxes on 20% whether they get 20% or not. They can have a bunch of people in there grouchy or just thought that they didn't do good or whatever, give them 5%, they're still paying taxes on 20%. Yeah. So, how fair is that? Not. Um, anyhow, that was uh, Ronnie Reagan that introduced that one. So, um, okay. I have another story here, and then we can get to something you want to talk about, Rob. The NFL has handed uh, down a punishment for the Carolina Panthers' most accurate toss of Week 17. Did you hear about this? No. The league officially fined Panthers owner David Tepper $300,000 for his actions during the Jacksonville Jaguars' 26-0 win over the Panthers on Sunday, with NFL uh, deeming the contact the conduct unacceptable. The National Football League today fined Carolina Panthers chairman David Tepper $300,000 for his unacceptable conduct in Jacksonville during Sunday's game. All NFL personnel are expected to conduct themselves at all times in ways of respect for our fans and favorably reflect on the team and the NFL. And um, in a video captured by a Jaguars fan on Instagram, Tepper appears to hurl his drink towards the Everbank Stadium crowd in a moment of frustration. Panthers general manager Scott Fitterer is also in the background of the video. And um, it's very apparent they were mouthing off and having fun at him. And he got mad and he threw his drink at them. Really? Yeah, yeah. You can look it up. Look it up on YouTube. It's everywhere. And uh, yeah. yeah, he got frustrated and he threw his drink at the crowd. Which is a bullshit thing to do, you know? Um, I mean, you don't respond to the crowd. You, you know, um, you, um, in my opinion, you should uh, be um, better than that. If you're in the NFL and representing the NFL, which is basically what they said, is that right there? You don't do that. You don't care what they say. You're just like, who cares, man? I own the team. You don't fuck off, you know? But the thing is, is, he reacted to it. He's getting $300,000 fine. Um, I know he's probably a billionaire, but still, I think it's still going to probably piss him off that he's got to shell out three hundred grand for that. Um, you got anything you want to say about it, Rob? Not really. It speaks for itself? Not really. Yeah, it speaks for itself. Yeah, and he's getting a pretty good fine, so I guess I'm good with it. Um, I don't think it's a, an offense where you have to sell your team or anything. I just think, no. now if he keeps it up, that could be, you know, in the cards. But um, he, you know, he is human, but he should, held him, he should hold himself to a higher standard. And that happened. So, Rob, we turn to you. I know you probably have some stuff you want to say. Yeah, uh... I found this in CBS News. Okay. The first U.S. execution by nitrogen gas would cause humiliating death, experts say. 
I didn't even know they're entertaining the thought about doing nitrogen for uh, for execution. Well, that would freeze yeah. them, right? Wouldn't that I, freeze them? I'm about to tell you about it. Okay, okay, sorry. Calls continue to mount for officials to halt the execution of a death row inmate in Alabama who is scheduled to be put to death later this month using nitrogen hypoxia, a controversial method that international human rights experts have denounced for its potential to cause severe and unnecessary suffering. We are considered concerned that hydrogen hypoxia would result in a painful and humiliating death, said a group of experts in a statement issued Wednesday by the United Nations. And it gives the experts' names. Okay. Uh, they're all part of the Human Rights Council Special Procedures Program, where independent specialists work on a volunteer basis to investigate and advise on human rights issues across the world. Mm-hmm. This will be the first attempt of nitrogen hypoxia execution. Experts said in their U UN statement and noted that there is no scientific evidence to prove that execution by nitrogen inhalation will not cause grave suffering. Well, this is gonna. This is the first one. There's three set. There's another one in Oklahoma and one in Mississippi. Okay. But this is to be the first. Nitrogen wouldn't that freeze someone to death? Yeah, it says nitrogen inhalation. Okay. So it freeze your lungs. Freeze your lungs. Yes. Okay. So that's how they. That's how but they plan on doing. They're saying you would suffer. Um. Probably, wouldn't you think? Wouldn't you think that inhaling something and your lungs freezing like that would probably cause suffering until you died? I don't know for sure. Um, I am. I don't know. I'm thinking it would be pretty quick. Okay, you maybe it would. Just lose your breath. You'd be like taking your breath from you. I, I mean, passing out and catching your breath, you're dead. It wouldn't be worse than Old Sparky, would it? Because a lot of times people survived Old Sparky yeah, yeah. and they had to do it two or three times. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If I knew enough about it, I'd have uh, an inkling which way I felt about it, but I don't know enough about well, it. Here, here's my opinion. Okay. Here's my opinion. It's the first one. Let's do it and see how it goes. There you go. We're talking about someone that probably you're did a very heinous crime, or so. You're on death row. You're dying anyway. That's, that's yeah, you know what? Go. You can be a guinea pig at that point, right? You'll be, yeah, you'll be the guinea pig. Okay, I'm good. I'm good with that. Yeah. All right. So there you go, um, Justice Department or whoever okays that shit. There you go. Two douchebags and a microphone. Say yes. Try it on the first one and see how it goes. And also, well, I mean, oh, the UN's even trying to fight this, so. Uh, uh, we'll see. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, I think that Ruth Ann is getting ready to go on the uh, Two Fuck Nuts in a Recorder program. I know. Uh, I know. You might. I know. I, I, I don't know. I thought they were our friends. I guess not. I told you. You're right. Yep, you're right. She bailed. She went to two fuck nuts in her quarter. <sighs> well, that that that's not their fault, though. That's not their fault. No, you know what? I'm sure she's a very entertaining guest, and that's why they have her on there, right? Yeah. Yeah. More than likely. Okay. We are going to take our second break and come right back with uh, more bullshit. How's that? Sounds good. All right. We'll be right back. Somewhere in the heavens, your great Grammy Gertrude is crying because her little Bebo is listening to this film. And now, a brand new feature, Strange Insults from an Alien. 
May you always step in a wet spot after putting on fresh socks. Brick Shells Energy Drink! That's right, Brick Shells Energy Drink! Please enjoy Brick Shithouse Energy Drink responsibly. It's not readily available anywhere because of liability issues. And now, Deep Thoughts with Mark. So, I order spaghetti and meatballs. My meatballs automatically fall apart as soon as I touch them. So then, does my dish automatically change its name to spaghetti and meat sauce? Hmm. I may never know. Two douchebags and a microphone. I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. Uh, Rob, you know, time to time, periodically, we've been trying to keep the elder people and middle-aged people up to date on the newest phrases, you know, to keep them hip, right? Yes, yes, yes. You know, that's because we yes. care here at well, we Two Douchebags. We need them, too. Yes, we do. And this is why we bother to look them up and, and, right. uh, and let you guys know about the newest phrases. That way we can appear cool to everybody, even though we're probably not that cool, right? We I mean, try to be. Yeah, we try. So I have some more phrases that are for the youngsters, the Zers, and the Xers, and maybe even the Alpha-ers, who are, I think the Alphas are like 12 and under, so I don't know. Anyhow, um, have you ever heard the phrase, beige flag? No. Me neither. It was introduced to draw attention to the quirky, neutral traits in partners that may not uh, that may not uh, um, be uh, may or may not be deal breakers to the person. So, in other words, they throw a beige flag out there, and the reason it's not a red flag or a white flag or whatever is because these are things that may or may not bother the person according to who they are, right? Does that make more sense? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I, the white flag, the red yeah. flag. Yeah, so like, I, let's say... Um, I've heard of a beige flag. Let's say you get a new girlfriend, right, Rob? And uh, and her name's, I don't know, uh, Sarah. Okay. And I notice that Sarah gets on her phone a lot when you're talking to her and doesn't hear you. And then I pull you aside, and I go, um, Rob, I don't know, you know, this is kind of a beige flag, but, you know, I notice every time you tell, try to tell her something, she doesn't really listen because she's on her phone. That would be me right. giving you a beige flag, and then you could be like, yeah, I don't okay. give a shit, or, yeah, or you could be like, you know, yeah, you know what, I, I'm starting to notice that, too, I agree with you, or you could be like, you know what, Mark, I, I don't think I really care. She can look at her phone when I'm talking to her. You see... That would be a beige flag. It's nothing that's like eminent that says, this person is a horrible person. Run as fast as you can. It's something that may be concerning to you or may not. Right. Okay. The next one. Okay. Yeah, it's cool to know this stuff. Next that, one. That, that, one, that one's a good one to know. It really is. It really is. If someone throws you a beige flag, you know what they're talking about. Hey, man, you know uh, that business deal? I got a beige flag for you. Oh yeah, you know, and then they could tell you whatever. So um, anyhow, um, next one, bet, B-E-T. Bet can be used as a confirmation or in agreement with, or to simply relay you can count on me or I'm all in. So someone goes, man, I'm gonna go over there and I'm gonna smear those fuckers at Pac-Man, and then someone goes, bet. That means they're going to be with you, right? Hell yeah, we're both going to smear their ass. Or, man, I just beat that guy's ass on Pac-Man, and the guy comes up and goes, bet. Use like that, that means, hell yeah, you did. Confirm it. Yeah. So, that's interesting that that phrase, bet, has two different meanings. And it depends yeah. on how you use it. Next one. Cap. C-A-P. 
cap means lying or making false statements, and that's it. So um, let's say someone comes out and goes, "Yeah, I uh, I saw Rob um, um, down the road um, stealing someone's uh, political sign." Then I go, "Cap, Rob doesn't do that." Oh no, that's the best I can come up with. So anyhow, I think you guys got the picture of that. Okay. Yeah, cause uh, yeah, I don't know if I would or not. Ah, yeah. it depends. <laughs> it depends. It depends. Yes, <laughs> we, we're dick jokes. That's what we are. Very proudly offer you dick jokes and fart jokes on a platter. Next to one. To be honest, we're anything but politics and religion. Exactly, because everybody knows where they stand on that, and we're not swaying. We're not swaying anybody's opinion. So, we're going to go back to uh, the basics. Try and make people smile. That's all. And tell you about things you didn't know. Yeah, like coffee badging. Any idea what that is, Rob? Ooh, I could... I, I, I would say... A... Somebody goes around trying different coffees and calls themselves like a critic. You're you're in the ballpark, but not quite. Okay. Coffee badging is used to describe a person that shows up at the office long enough to say hi and to make an appearance that they showed up. And this is what I used to call um, on the local jobs that I used to do at my old job. A project manager. A project manager, in my opinion, would coffee badge. They would come up there and look around and act like they knew everything about the job and then go back to the office and go, yeah, I was out there and it seems to be everything's going pretty well. Um, we had a couple of issues we worked through, but really they went there, said hi, and left. And they probably went down to uh, Dunkin' Donuts and spent 40 minutes there. <laughs> so... <laughs> So, to me, that's coffee badging, in my opinion, allegedly, and all that good shit. So. <laughs> yeah, I was totally off on that. Yeah, well, you said coffee, so I gave part of it to you. Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> Look, that was not easy to identify. <laughs> so. Next one is Cozzy Lives. <laughs> Cozzy Lives. C-O-Z-Z-I-E-L-I-V-S. It was first used in the UK. Uh, yeah, that's why I didn't even ask. There's no way anyone could get this that doesn't that hasn't heard what it is. It was first used in the UK. Pertains to challenges of the cost of living. For an example, Netflix and chill, no fucking way. Channel 4 and no oil. Hashtag, cause he lives. So, right. so, no Netflix, you couldn't afford it. And no, it's not going to be warm because you couldn't afford the heating oil. So, it's uh, regular network TV and cold. Cause he lives. Cause he lives, whatever. Right. Cause he lives. I actually kind of like that one. I do too. I, I mean, it's actually like um, describing it yeah, very no. well. Once you know what it means, all you got to do is go... Um, hey, are you going to go to the concert? Cause he lives. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but cause he lives to me, now that I talk about it, cost of living. Cause he lives. Yep. So you have pretty good little shortened sentence and and you don't have to go into detail. You know, maybe you don't want to go and go, nah, dude, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm flat busted in front of a bunch of people. Maybe it's kind of embarrassing. So if someone questions you, you just go, Cause he lives. Oh, okay. All right, thanks. All right, better luck next time. Whatever. Next one, Delulu. D-E-L-U-L-U. -L -U -L -U. Any idea, Rob? No. Short for delusional. So someone comes up to you and goes, Man, there's an escape monkey down the road. Don't go that way. He jumps on your car and okay. tries to get in. I get it now. 
and then a guy comes up to you and he goes, Delulu. Ah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you know, then you know the guy's a fucking nutbag and been doing this or what, you know. Or the guy knows him and he's a nutbag or whatever, or cracked out or something. The next one okay, is... Okay, now I understand how they got that name though. Uh-huh. Vu is in view. And Lou is in lunatic. I never even thought about that. You're right. Delulu. Yeah. That makes sense. A delusional lunatic. <laughs> there you go. Delusional lunatic. Delulu. That's it, Rob. I didn't. Cool. Wow, thanks. That was cool. Yeah. Um, next one. Finsta. F-I-N-S-T-A. Donna. Means fake Instagram account. That makes sense. You just put the That's F for fake. I would know it. And then Insta. F-R. Just F-R. F-R. Sounds like a key on a keyboard. Abbreviation for the term for real. So let's say you write down, man, that fucking, that, that, uh, man, that uh, motor was loud. Someone walks up behind and goes, FR. Means okay. for real. Absolutely. That's what it is. Rob is right. This next one, I love this one. And we'll see if you can get it. It's simply called hold this L. Like the letter L. Hold this L. Hold this loss. Yeah. Yep. Phrase to describe on social media that a person needs to accept this defeat. Perfect. Good job, Rob. You nailed yeah. that one 100%. And well, then... What gave it away was the L. Yeah. Hold this L. And I like yeah. that one a lot. It's like, here, own it. It's yours. Here, here's your yeah. baby. Yeah. Mr. Radford, yeah. here's your baby. Wipe it off. Hold it. So, there you go. Or, Mr. Wallace, here you go. Okay. I'll take my L and go home. And the last but not least, Hot Girl Summer. I think I might have covered this on another list. I'm not for sure. It sounds familiar. Either that or yeah, someone used it on yeah, it. It does sound familiar. It does, doesn't it? So, anyhow, if I'm reusing it, I apologize. If not, then now you know. I still, I still want to hear it. Okay. Describes a term that encompasses a state of mind characterized by confidence, self-acceptance, and unabashed enjoyment of life. So, it's like, hey, man, uh, how's uh, Lisa doing down the road? I mean, she kind of had a tough winter. Oh, hot girl summer. Oh, good, good, good. She's doing great then, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of, yeah. Um, you got anything, Rob? Yeah, I got uh, five foods you can't get in 2024. Interesting. Go for it. Yeah. yeah it's funny. That's why I started laughing a while ago. You mentioned Dunkin' Donuts. I was wondering about that. I didn't think it was that funny. <laughs> so, okay. No, the very first one on this list is Dunkachino. According to, de to today... A Duncan spokesperson confirmed that Duncachino is retired for now, but there's always the chance for its return in the future. Is a Duncan in, huh? Is a Duncanchino a frozen drink? It's a popular drink that is a blend of coffee and hot chocolate. Oh, okay. So it's not like a Frappuccino where it's a blended ice drink. It's okay. No, it's Sounds like it's a hot drink. Okay. Sounded good to me. That's why I was laughing, because I was sitting here look, reading that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, next, 2023 was tough for Pringles fans, as the company shut down production of four flavors, including jalapeno, jalapeno mustard and their wavy line of chips so no more 
jalapeno, mustard, mustard, and wavy Pringles. They're all gone. Yeah, yeah jalapeno, honey mustard, or any of the wavy line. Um, I know some people that will uh, irritate. Uh, they won't be happy about it, but I've never been a Pringles fan. I just never really liked the taste of them that way. Well. I see, I like Pringles. You do? I like Pringles. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's cool. Uh, next, the Cheerio brand sells close to 140 million boxes of cereal each year, placing it atop the cereal food chain. This year, they'll be adding several new kinds of cereal while axing maple Cheerios. I couldn't agree more. They're disgusting to me. Yeah, they're maple, though. Yeah, it, to me, uh, in my good. opinion, it does not taste like maple. No, it, 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 yeah, there's something wrong with it. Uh, it's too sweet in the wrong direction is how I would describe it. So, anyhow. Yeah. Um, next, the first ever Girl Scout cookie created to be exclusively online is being retired. The Raspberry Rally won't be sold this upcoming cookie sale season which runs January through April 2024. Well, I can tell you this. It's a good cookie because I don't think Girl Scouts make a bad cookie, do they? No, I, I don't think they do. No, I, I can guarantee you it was good. So. And finally, Trader Joe's Minty Mallows. Now, Each I've seen those. Huh? I've seen those, but I've never tried them at Trader Joe's. I've never been to a Trader Joe's, so hey. Okay. Each January, lots of stores rotate their holiday stock out, including Trader Joe's. Despite being a seasonal favorite, Trader Joe's Minty Mallows won't be back next year. So they're doing with them away for good. Yeah. Hmm. I find that interesting because it sure seemed like it was a pretty good seller, but I, I don't know. Who knows? Whatever. Okay. Wow. Uh, well, they, might be, they might be making room for a different flavor. I, I'm sure they are, and I'm sure the next flavor will be as good. Yeah. And, you know. Um, M&M's, real quick, before we uh, leave this uh, podcast, M&M's is coming out with a new flavor, and it is new Easter Sunday flavor and you can get them at Target and Walmart and this is a flavor that's never been introduced before and they're pretty proud of it it's a um, vanilla ice cream flavored topped with hot fudge and a touch of cherry and that will be the new Easter Sunday flavor something that tastes like that and it's for a limited time uh, when Easter comes and goes that's it. You can get it right now till Easter, and that's all. So, and it is a brand new flavor. It's never been introduced before. So, if you are an M&M fan and you want to try something different along their product line, I suggest you go out and get it. And it says here, Target and Walmart. Like I said a little bit ago, Target and Walmart have it. So go get it. Anyhow, um, you got anything else you want to say, Rob, or is that going to be it? Uh, that's about all I got for tonight. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I got a uh, slight headache. Uh, if I sound a little down, I don't know what's going on. I mean, I don't feel bad or nothing, but I got a dull headache that's just like screwing with me because I can't really read the computer screen very well. It's almost like a slight migraine, but I don't think it is. So if I sound a little different now, a little like subdued, that's what's going on. So I'm going to get the hell off of here and uh, I don't know. Take a muscle relaxer. Yeah, it, it was it was my first day back to work, so yeah. So I imagine you're probably pretty beat. Um. Oh, real quick. So do you guys? You guys almost had a layoff before. Do you guys have enough work now, or is it still kind of up in the air? Oh no, no. It was it was just a holiday deal. Oh, okay. So they, they do usually give us like a week off. 
Uh-huh. But this year, we got two and a half weeks. So. Okay. Okay, that's cool. So yeah, they, I mean, we're, we're, we're slow, but we still have work. Okay, good. Yeah. That's good to hear. Good. All right. Well, Rob, have a great night. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Have a great night. Good night, everybody. They go. We're the douchebags. Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, I'm glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells.